Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Rebecca Bruno on ParatalkRadio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as hauntings, ghosts, spirits, energy, Bigfoot, aliens, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators at GVPI.org. Paratalk Radio is on every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mixler, and YouTube. Just search for Paratalk Radio. Or you can go to Facebook.com backslash Paratalk Radio or Mixler.com backslash Paranormal Talk. Paratalk Radio is recorded and produced in Ontario, New York at J. Wolf Productions and engineered by John Winter. You can contact us by email at tedgvpi.com at gmail.com. All right, John, hit him with the disclosure. Some of the topics, discussions, and opinions expressed on the show may not be representative of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Boy, that's some shit. Hey, some of the language on this show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Rebecca. Or not. Or not, exactly. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? We have a special guest now with me tonight. She is our co-host. She is filling in. This is Miss Charlene Kraft. Um, yay! So um, we're going to have a, a great evening tonight. We're going to be talking with Rick Riolo, who is a Bigfoot media personality. And any of you that have um, um, met Mr. Richter before, he's uh, he's one of those interesting fellas. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, you know. So, um, let's get him on the phone, but how are things with you? Things are pretty good. Yeah. You can put really it a little good. closer if you like. And sure. There you go. Yeah, so I was curious to see how things were going with you, and we haven't pretty met good. up. You were sick. You didn't make I it to the Parafest. So and I'm so sorry. I did make those cakes, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you know, and they were awesome. Thank um, you. They were, they were just... So cool. Yeah, and they, and they were delicious. Cake. They were just amazing. Um, yeah, we had two of them. They were they were amazing. I I I loved them all. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was. Great. Um, now you had what pneumonia or something like that? No, or? I just had like a forty-eight hour bug. Uh, so my child started puking. As soon as my kids started puking, it's all it's all over at that point. Uh, there's puke everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sucks. they don't know to like, hey, go to a bucket. They're just like, <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's kids for you though. You know what I mean? That's that's the way it goes. You know, so yeah, but at least you're better. You're here with us, and yeah. you know all that. And um, last week, and it was mentioned because I just did another 
radio interview, and um, they actually mentioned last Monday of the show when we did the paranormal news in the beginning, and we were talking about the lady that left her husband to marry a ghost. What? <laughs> 17th century ghost. Yeah, yeah, it was um, very unique, yes, and uh, I... Uh, Do you like out-of-body, like astral projection type... Good question. She said that the sex was the best she's ever had. Ah. So that's familiar. I have heard of that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but there's been a lot of cases like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey. Hi, Dad. I, How you doing? Good. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we have our special guest tonight, um, along with Ms. Charlene Kraft as my uh, co-host. We have Mr. Rick Riolo on the phone with us, and he's going to be with us here for the next 45 minutes. And um, how you been, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, how's Rebecca doing? I don't think her team won yesterday. No, she was very, very, very <laughs> upset that her team didn't win. <laughs> yeah, what did she think about Justin Timberlake's performance? I, you'll have to ask her because I really don't know. You know, I don't. Uh, I didn't even watch any of it. I, I watched. Is she there, right? I did watch Justin Timberlake though. Yeah, no, Rebecca's not here with me tonight. We actually have Miss Charlene Kraft with us tonight. Rebecca's oh, actually home. She had, she, she had surgery, so she's not feeling up to par. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Oh my gosh, she should have had the surgery after this interview. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, out with the old and in with the new. Hello, Charlene. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, um, what would you like to talk about today? Well, you know what I want to talk about. We we discussed it a little bit. Um, we want to talk about the 50th anniversary conference at Willow Creek. We want to talk about what happened. Okay. Yes. Yes. The 50th I mean, anniversary you... of Patterson Gimlin film. Well, you, you and I are friends, and and I watched your post for for a month of of everything that was going on, and and um, so run it through for the guests that are listening. What happened? Well, it was a conference to celebrate 50 years of the Patterson Gimlin film, that iconic footage that has brought all of us in the Bigfoot world together. That 59 second film of something walking away from Roger Patterson at Bluff Creek in 1967, October 20th. So Bob Gimlin is still with us. He's in his 80s. He's doing very well. However, Roger Patterson passed away in 1972. So Bob Gimlin is a legend in the Bigfoot world. He is a very charming, loving man. He's the grandfather I never had. And he's very good to you. When you meet this man, he is genuinely interested in who you are, will give you a hug. You know, he's not your typical celebrity. Granted, yes, he is a celebrity in the Bigfoot world because he was there when Roger Patterson filmed whatever it is crossing over. So this 50th anniversary was to celebrate the film and Bob Gimlin. And it was at Willow Creek there in Northern California. And then in Eureka, we had the second part where we had some speakers. We had Dr. Jeff Meldrum there, uh, Bob and Kathy Strain with their 
research and investigations at Area X in Oklahoma. Very fascinating. Right. Uh, Bob Gimlin was, and he was not given the opportunity to speak. And people had traveled there to see Bob Gimlin speak. This event was about him and what Roger Patterson filmed. And the event organizers said that they ran out of time. Now, here's the problem. Yeah, they did run out of time. However, that did not stop Mark DeWirth, who puts on the Ohio Biffa Conference, to continue with an auction. The auction that he was doing, the money was not transparent. It was all going to Tom Yamarone's medical fund. Now, those of you that are listening, they're like, who's Tom Yamarone? Tom Yamarone uh, used to be Bob Gimlin's, quote-unquote, handler. And he suffered a pretty bad stroke, unfortunately, over a year ago. And there was a hashtag that was created for him called Yams Rocks, where people would donate to help with the medical expenses. But the Patterson-Gimlin 50th anniversary all the money was Tom Yammer's medical expenses. And that's why the auction continued over Bob Gimlin speaking. Now, I made a video addressing the people that were involved and who pretty much shot themselves in the foot over this. I was there. I witnessed this. It was in bad taste. What Mark DeWirth could have done, and his excuse was, I didn't put on the 50th anniversary. Correct. You didn't put it on, Mark DeWirth. However, you were a part of it, and you were also emceeing and doing three different auctions throughout the entire evening. He could have had all of us say, okay, time's up, guys. We have to vacate the building. The, you know, the, the facility is now shutting off the power, and we got to go. There was only maybe 60 of us in the room. We could have all gone outside in the parking lot to hear Bob Gimlin give his thoughts on the 50th yeah. anniversary. That, yeah. that opportunity was not given to Bob Gimlin, and here's why. Bob Gimlin now has a new manager among the big world. His name is Russell Accord, and Russell has taken, taken Bob Gimlin now to a whole different level. He's now giving Bob the respect that he deserves. There's a movie coming out, The Legend of Bigfoot, regarding Bob Gimlin's participation in what was filmed 50 years ago. Bob Gimlin is now being given money for his conference appearances. See, before this, other people, including Mark Deworth, have profited off of Bob Gimlin attending his conference at the Ohio Conference. Tom Yamaro has benefited off of riding on Bob Gimlin's uh, coattails. It's about time someone stepped up and said no. Now, granted, could Russell have softened the blow a little bit? Possibly. A lot of people were upset with uh, Russell telling people at the 50th, don't film Bob. We're making a documentary. Now, granted, Bob Gimlin is a celebrity in the world of Bigfoot. People can film him at a public event. I get that. But it was Bob not wanting to be filmed while he's talking about Bigfoot because his cameraman was there. And that really upset quite a few Bigfooters. People that have had access to Bob Gilman for the past 15 years felt like they were being smited. I understand that. We love Bob. We were very passionate about the subject. And all of a sudden, we can't film him? 
I understand where they're coming from. However, this is also coming from Bob Dylan himself. And I, you know what? I'll, I'll respect the man. Granted, I filmed him too. <laughs> I kind of rubbed it in Russell Accord's face, and Russell wasn't happy <laughs> about it. But then I wouldn't be richer if I didn't do that. You know, I break the rules. And I filmed Bob Dylan being given a toast at the Willow Creek uh, get together, which was before the fiasco. And Bob and Kathy Strain did a toast for. Bob Gimlin was very nice. We all had champagne, and I recorded that, and I'm glad I did. You, <laughs> I, I can't. But first off, if you're if you're going to throw an event for somebody, especially a person that is that well known in the Bigfoot community, um, you make time. Yeah, you make time. He should have had. I don't know. You should have cut somebody out. You know, he should have been. He should have been given his time. Right. And, and now. And, now there's something else you don't know about. There's a man by the name of Terrence Smith. Terry's a great guy. And because Tommy Amarone, who uh, was the organizer of this event, had that stroke, Terry uh, helped, and he and his daughter, Amanda, did a wonderful job trying to have this go as smooth as possible. But uh-huh. the blame ultimately goes down to, and this is my opinion, and opinion only, Mark DeWorth. Because he was doing the auction when everything was being shut down. He could have controlled it. But because they were sore and they were hurt and they were not too happy with Russell Accord being Bob Gimlin's manager, the new kid in town, Russell Accord, is now calling the shots, what you can and cannot do with Bob Gimlin. So, of course, it's going to ruffle feathers. Right. Of course it is. But instead of working together like normal human beings do, you have egomaniacs who have their noses bent out of shape, and they're going to retaliate and strike back. And who did they hurt at the end? They hurt themselves. For example, Mark Deworth's upcoming Ohio conference, who's his big speakers? Okay, he's got Bobo and Cliff Barrickman from Finding Bigfoot. Oh, guess what? He's got Tommy Amarone and his buddy B. Mills, who I adore, as the speakers. He has his friends as speakers at a Bigfoot conference. He could have had Bob Gimlin. He's never going to get Bob Gimlin ever again. This is the sunset of Bob Gimlin's life. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. When Bob Gimlin passes away, there's no more Bigfoot. Cliff Berrickman, Bobo, Dr. Meldrum, can they carry the torch? I'm sorry. No. And when Peter Byrne passes away, that's it. These giants among us in the Bigfoot research field, they'll be gone. And who do we have left? Freaking egomania. That's what we have. So you, that's so my you, opinion. That's my opinion. I know. People I, might be, oh, I, I, you're, you know, you're being bitter. Hey, you're being bitter. Victor, you know, we know how you are. Opinion. We know how you are. Well, I know how you are. <laughs> and we're actually exposing Charlene to you now. And so she's <laughs> learning quickly. Um, you're very passionate about this and, and, as well as you should be. And I feel for you, Bobby. And now, my question is, where does Bob actually stand on all this? Have you actually just talked to Bob to see how he feels? Um, yes, I have, and I'm also very close with Russell. I do know that Bob was hurt when this happened, and and he he expressed himself on Sasquatch Chronicles. Wes Grimmer, it's a very popular Bigfoot podcast, uh, interviewed him, 
And, you know, Bob Gimlin has done a few Facebook Live videos regarding the subject matter, and he was hurt, and he felt betrayed, and rightfully so. And since this occurred in October, Tommy Amarone and Mark DeWirth have not publicly apologized for it. They have not tried to make it better. And mm. that's what really stings. That's what really stings. Come on, guys. You know, it's like I held them accountable. I made a video expressing how I felt, what I witnessed, and what kind of people that they are on YouTube. And it's got over 3,000 views. And on Facebook, it has over 3,000 views. And I expressed myself. You know what? We need to hold each other accountable. If someone's doing something wrong, own up to it. Apologize. Fix it. Make it better. Yes. I agree with ladies and gentlemen. It, it, it's, it's all dead, common sense. Wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. It gets better. Mark DeWorth yeah. had a private Facebook message group, and I have the screen captures, telling people that it was all a plot all along by Richter Riolo, the man you are talking to right now, to discredit <laughs> and destroy the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. Because I went to the Ohio Conference last year. I had a great time. And according to Mark DeWirth, I was out to scope out the place. Really? Really? You're that important for someone to want to scope out your place and try to discredit and destroy your conference? Dude, do what's right. Apologize to Bob Gimlin. I'm not all-powerful. I'm a Bigfoot media personality. I make Bigfoot videos on YouTube. I was on a Bigfoot reality show. You know, I've gone out Bigfooting, and I'm cynical, and I make jokes about it, and that's what Richter does. I'm not some kind of Bigfoot terrorist, you know? And so, dude, come on, really? I'm that, I'm that powerful? People put too much weight and power behind the name Richter. You know, maybe they're afraid of me because I'll say it like it is. You know, be authentic. Richter, 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 take the battery out for a second. Now, listen, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you you are very passionate, man. That's all I'm going to say. I I, I understand how you feel. And I'm sure there's other people that are in the Bigfoot field that feel the same way you do. Um, Unfortunately, they probably don't have the drive that you do. I mean, you have your show, your, uh, Off the Richter, everything that you do about it is very passionate. It comes from your heart, and, and you think of all this stuff, and, and, and you're not afraid to take the shots, and you're not afraid to, you know, give the shots either, you know, which is great because you're, you're one in a million out there. And just from me saying this, I, I commend you on standing your ground where you are on this. I mean, without you... I mean, you are a threat to them in some sense because you do say what's on your mind. But yes, are yeah, you? Yeah, you're right. All you're right. Eyes? No, but you know, you you're like me in the paranormal. We all get to say what we have to say. We all do what we have to do because we believe it's right, and it all starts and stems back to what we believe is right in our yeah. mind, the way we were raised. This is how. This is what you do, what you don't do, so on and so forth. You own it. So, yeah, you own it exactly. You're accountable for it. Exactly. So I okay. So two thumbs up. You. I think it's great that you're as passionate as you are mm-hmm. about this. Okay. So I've been called the Kathy Griffin of Bigfoot. <laughs> and I can see it. you're queen. That's for so sure. But I don't think called, <laughs> Since I've been called the Kathy Griffin of the Bigfoot world. Okay, I got more dirt for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we got you. Got to fix your phone so, because we're, you got to be a little louder. Get okay. Okay, so I'm talking. My mouth is right up on the phone. Can you hear me okay? Okay, don't don't put it right on the phone. Back it off just a hair. 
It's not that kind of show, and I would not do that. I'm a good boy. <laughs> All right. The 50th anniversary. Russell Accord, Bob Gimlin's manager, Bob Gimlin, the camera guy by the name of Gary, and Jeff Byers, who does creature replicas, those Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, Mothman action figures. He was there to help Bob Gimlin. And Mark DeWirth, his nose is a little bit out of shape about that, and called Jeff Benedict Arnold because he was sitting there with Russell Accord. That's not cool. That was not cool. So guess what, guys? At the Ohio Bigfoot Conference this year, Creature Replicas is not going to be there. Why can't people get along? You know, I am friends with that hoaxer, Rick Dyer. Am I a Benedict right. Arnold? No. I, I, right. I like people who are authentic. We know he's a hoaxer. I know he's a hoaxer. I know exactly what he is. Half these people out there in the Bigfoot world, they're, they're like false prophets friends with him too i mean i i I just love his enthusiasm i really do um who knew that bigfoot the bigfoot community had this much drama though yeah i mean it's yeah but like witches (laughs) look at politics look at politics today look at the donald trump era that we're living in look at the drama there you know i hear about the mufon drama with the ufo ufologist people. I hear it's even bigger than the Bigfoot drama. So it's human nature to have drama, especially especially boys and girls. Bigfoot is entirely 110% belief-based. It's all belief-based. So one person's beliefs are being challenged by the other. Therefore, war. I must destroy you online. Your opinion <laughs> does not matter. Mine is better. Really? That's, that's what it's all about. It's belief-based. That's why there's so much passion. That's why there's so much fighting. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Bigfoot has jumped the shark. And the 50th (laughs) anniversary was evidence and proof of that. I mean, I don't mean to laugh. It's all about about money. Yeah, I know. And I believe it. And, you know, I don't mean to laugh. But, again, it's you, the way you come across with us and how passionate you are and how you feel about this whole subject and, and what they did to Bob Giblin and, and all this. You're hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but so I, I love those people that are, how you feel. Those people are listening right now, and I'm sure Mark and his little cronies are listening right now. It's like this. Do what's right. Apologize to Bob Gimlin. Without him, you have nothing. Right. That's all I want. Right. But if they think they didn't do anything wrong, you need to still apologize. You do, dude. You're in it for the money. Come on, Marky Worth. You were doing that auction. It's all about money for you, man. And there's nothing wrong with making money in Bigfoot. I get it. But don't make money off of the actual man that was there 50 years ago that's made it possible for you to make money like you have. Right. So, right. God. Wake <laughs> up, people. He's going to be so wound up to work. He's got to work right after this. He's going to be so wound up afterwards. Oh, I'm wound up all the time. So let's talk about something else. I pretty much huh? have exhausted the subject matter. So let's go. Okay. What well, I'm going to Come on, throw it at question? me. Yeah. I, actually, I'm going to let Charlene go on. She's got some stuff written down here, and I don't know. So go for I, it. You know, I don't you know, know a lot about Bigfoot. I watch and I hear a lot over the years. Um, 
What is the difference in species from a Yeti to a skunk ape? Uh, from a skunk ape to a Yeti, I think location. Okay, so, um, right? Okay, Charlene, there's no evidence. There's no evidence whatsoever. All we have are stories. People uh-huh. will say, oh, but we have the footprints. Footprints are not evidence. Correct. It's a part of the puzzle. It's a piece to something that we don't know about. So the abominable snowman, according to DNA tests by um, Dr. Sykes, it's a relic polar bear, uh, brown bear hybrid creature. Okay, that doesn't mean the, the, the mystery is over. It just means that those mm-hmm. DNA sequences of particular items that have been found have turned out to be bear. Granted, it's a different kind of bear, and it could be monstrous. That doesn't mean there's no Yeti. So there is work. We don't have a body to derive any theories from. So therefore, it's all hypothesis. I think the skunkscape is a loose orangutan or Charlene can say, mm. nope, I just think it's a dilapidated Bigfoot that isn't big and fat because the environment it lives in doesn't need for it to store fat because the food is, you know, everywhere and there's no winter. Everybody has their own different theory on what it could be. You know, there's the Ruggaroo, this werewolf-like creature in Louisiana. Could that be just another Bigfoot, an angry Bigfoot? You know, if I was having to deal with crocodiles and snakes and, you know, alligators and Cajun white trash trying to get me, I'd be upset too. I don't want to be the, I wouldn't be a pleasant creature. You know, who knows? So is it the Gigantopithecus that once lived in Asia? Quite possibly, you know. Could it be a cousin of it? Maybe. Could it be brought by the aliens? You know, I, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to say, maybe. Unfortunately, That's actually one of my questions. Maybe we don't have a body. So you could be totally out there with your fringe beliefs. Bigfoot's my forest friend. He can travel through interdimensional doorways, and he (laughs) leaves me presents. And Bigfoot just told me through my speak, I am bringing you a message to save humanity. There's people out there that believe this. There's people out there that write books about this. It's a joke. The sad thing is, guys, the reason I bring this up is because science and woo-woo it's all on the same playing field. And that's the truth because right. we don't have a body. Right. Right. Exactly true. Yeah, another question. Okay, go ahead. That was my long what winded is answer. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest experience that you have had personally. Thank you. Well, I've had a few. Um, uh, because I've not had a visual, I mm-hmm. can't say it was a Bigfoot, and I won't say it was a Bigfoot, but I've had a rock thrown at me in the middle of nowhere at like two in the morning in the woods could have been, uh, you know, uh, pine cone falling off a tree being propelled at me. Maybe. I don't know. It just scared the heck out of me. I had things get broken behind me that I can't see what's breaking them. I've heard screams actually when we were shooting Bigfoot bounty, the reality show up in Washington state by Mount Adams, we heard some horrifying screams coming toward us. Did I see what made them? No. We, I found a footprint in the middle of nowhere near Yakima in the, in the dry mud. Granted, it wasn't like, you know, 18 inches long. It was probably maybe a 12-inch human-shaped looking footprint. Did a Bigfoot make that? Did a juvenile make that? I don't know. But I'm not going to be saying, oh, that's a Bigfoot because it just makes sound. I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to blow smoke up your butt. No. It's interesting. It's all a part of the search. 
That doesn't mean you can't document it. That doesn't mean you can't take pictures or try and record it. It just means, okay, we've got something here. We don't know what's making this or doing this. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a question for you from one of our um, listeners on Facebook. Uh, Miss Cora Mosier wants to know, does Richter think that Bigfoot might be an unevolved human? Okay, what I think Bigfoot is, what makes sense to me, it has a human-shaped footprint that we know. Uh, The Native Americans have referred to them as another tribe, according to some tribes. Uh, They're to be avoided. They're bad juju. They're cannibals. You know, the skookum, mountain devils, the list goes on. Um, Could they be wild, vagrant, human-like creatures? Absolutely. It makes sense to me. Because, guys, think about this. A thousand years ago, I always keep going back to this, we, we were living side by side with Neanderthals. They weren't homo sapiens. They were a totally different hominid. And we were competing for resources in Western Europe, which is now France. What happened right. to the Neanderthals? They got wiped out either by disease because we're, you know, we're sickly creatures. They were probably not immune to what we brought from Africa, you know, or we killed them. And I'm thinking we killed them because that's our very nature. We don't know what you are. Boom, you're dead. You know, that's just how we survive. <laughs> we are here today because our ancestors were brutal. Fact. Fact. You know, yeah. they weren't liberal Democrats. No, they were Republicans. Kill. I'm not bringing politics into this. It's have a sense of humor. I'm just making it silly. Nonetheless, you know, so to me, it's another hominid that is a cousin of ours. That's what makes sense because we were related to Neanderthals. So right. who knows? Okay. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm open to that. I am more open it, to it being some kind of an offshoot of a human than being uh, a magical creature that has a message for humanity that's brought by the aliens. Right, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, I have another question for you. This one's off of Mixler from Michael Ann. He wants to know, um, when was the last time you were out in the woods uh, searching for Bigfoot, and do you have a favorite DNA researcher or scientist? Oh, great question. Yes. Okay, the last time I was out in the woods was, the 50th anniversary, the day of the Patterson-Gimlin filming, me and a bunch of friends hiked down to the very location where Roger Patterson filmed whatever it was there at Bluff Creek. Was I looking for Bigfoot? No. But we were at the exact location, and we bumped into the Bigfoot Times. Daniel Perez was right there. And so he gave us a whole big tour, and you can actually find this on my YouTube page on After Hours with Richter. And I documented the whole thing. I figured might as well. You know, I mean, I'm down here at Bluff Creek. Let's film it. And it was fascinating. You know, because I'll be honest with you guys. There's days when I believe Bigfoot's real. There's days when I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I thinking? Because the drama and the BS that's out there gets to me. And so, yeah, there's an ounce of truth, but then there's a whole gallon of BS on top of it. And that wears you down. But being there right at that exact spot where, quote, unquote, Bigfoot, walked away from Roger Patterson, it was, you know, a pretty momentous moment in my life. So mm-hmm. there's that. That was the last time I was out, quote, unquote, looking for Bigfoot. And my favorite DNA researcher out there right now, mm. um, I like Cindy Dozen quite a bit. She's a contributor to the Olympic Project. She's real big on hair analysis. 
Okay. Um, Dr. Dissipel, Dr. Dissipel from New York University. He is my DNA Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I have learned so much because of him. Um, Star Wars. Uh, there's others. There's, there's, there's backyard Bigfooters out there that think they know what they're doing with DNA and they're trying, and that's good. I'm not poo-pooing. I'm not making fun of them. For example, Shelly Covington, Montana, dear friend of mine, she is all about pro-proof and having the, the skills and the education behind you to go out there and collect DNA effectively. She has a little DNA kit that she sells at conferences. She's been giving speeches. She walks the talk, and I respect that. Um, I just wish she would go to college and get you know a master's or a doctorate in DNA, but you know we all have real life that happens and unfortunately we're all citizen researchers as dr meldrum puts it whereas i call it we're all amateur hour and that includes right. me as well because right. you know i only have an associate's degree and a mouth right <laughs> so i got it yeah. i got it and then okay so you got another question yeah do you notice that people report more activity during certain phases of the moon that's a very interesting question. Uh, you know, Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles could not remember uh, how bright the moon was when he had his encounter. And then, of course, you know, Bigfoot drama erupted over that. People were calling him a hoaxer because he couldn't remember the moonlight. Um, having a frightening encounter like his story, you know, would you remember exactly every detail? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I've not had a frightening encounter. I never felt like my life was on the line, like Wes Germer said that he thought his life and his brother's life was in danger. I don't know. Um, people are crazy. The, there's water that's involved with the full moon. You know, right. we are water creatures. Our bodies are made of how much water? You know, it's crazy. So right. there is definitely a pull with the moon. I'm not being weird, guys. I'm not being woo-woo. There is, you know, the moon does pull on water. That's why we have high tide and low tide. Right. Gravity affects us. So right. the water balance in our brains, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's, we are definitely victims of gravity when it comes to the moon and how it influences us. So maybe I, I don't have the answer to that. I, I can tell you this, though, Richter, from, from a, a fearful experience. Let's put it this way. You know, and I, I, I told you, I mean, in most people on Facebook know that I was just robbed two nights ago by gunpoint. And I can tell you that everything that, that happened in that, like, less than a minute, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it was, of handing him the money and him go out the door, I do not remember every single detail. It, the fear was there that he was going to shoot me. So, you know, it, it stands to reckon that when someone else is in fear for their life, they're not going to remember every single detail. Tail. There were there was too much fear, Absolutely. you know. So right. let's use that as an example. I mean, when you're held up by gun, do you remember every single detail? No, you don't. You no. hope that you do, but you don't. I mean, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know? I have another it's like question. Like the first time you have sex. Wait, wait. It's like the first time you have sex. <laughs> you remember every single detail? No, it happens so fast. You're like, whoa. Wait a minute. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. the same adrenaline, the same, you know, nervousness, excitement, it's all there. So, yeah, totally. Right. Right. Now, we have, um, maybe you can answer this because I don't know. Um, Mr. James Shrule is asking, what or why, um, or do you, 
What does he think about the more sightings of Bigfoot in Adams County, Ohio, versus the rest of the eastern states of Ohio? I have an opinion about Ohio, and it's not very popular. Uh oh. <laughs> I tell There's my friends. <laughs> I tell my friends who are researchers in Ohio, what you're doing in Ohio is practice. Because if you want to play hardball, you need to go to the Pacific Northwest. That's where Bigfoot is. That's where you have the Native Americans myths and legends regarding Sasquatch. And I ask my friends this in Ohio, what's the Native American name for Bigfoot in Ohio? And they're like, Grassman. I'm like, no, a white man, a reporter came up with that name, Grassman. Go where the Native Americans are and look for Sasquatch. Now, that, that doesn't mean Sasquatch couldn't be in Ohio. You know, Finding Bigfoot, God bless that show, was on for years. Did they find Bigfoot? No, but they traveled to all the different locations and heard <laughs> all the different eyewitness reports. Maybe, maybe not. You know, there's the Falk Monster in Arkansas, The Legend of Boggy Creek. You know, what a great film that was. It's still, to this day, the best Bigfoot scary movie out there. Next right. to Harry and the Hendersons, which could be considered scary based on as a total comedy. And it was a great movie. Very, very Disney. Yeah. Very Disney yeah. Yeah. Anyways, could there be a Bigfoot in Ohio? Of course. Are there more idiots running around in Ohio saying, that's a Bigfoot? Yes. And it's not it's a Bigfoot. It's an owl. You know, it's a coyote. It's your friend Bob that's pranking you. You know, there's this. I've met quite a few Ohio people when I was at the Ohio conference, and oh my God, there was a Bigfoot sighting there at the conference. I'm like, really? Bigfoot came, really, to the conference? Wow, how did he know? How did he know? It was that, who gave him the invite? You know, so, you know, <laughs> it's silly. What That's like you- saying there's Bigfoot in Southern California, and I am originally from LA. There's no Bigfoot in Southern California. Sorry, there isn't, guys. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Go where the Native Americans are. That's where you're going to find Sasquatch. End of advice. All right. James Shrule, he's got uh, – he, he says spear finger with a question mark. Does that mean anything to you? A spear finger with a question mark? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, you know, there are Bigfoot sightings right here in New York State up in the, the mountains up here, you know, Um Whitehall, New York. You know, and I would I would believe that over a heavily populated populated area like Los Angeles, absolutely, where there's right. less people, you have a better chance of finding Bigfoot. Right. No right. Well, I just wanted to say that yeah, there there are sightings in you know western part of the United States, but also in the eastern part, um, up into the mountains and stuff like that. So you know, hey Ted, just you wondering. live in New York. If someone were to tell you, Ted, hey. I saw Bigfoot in Central Park in the middle of New York City. I swear, I got a picture and I have a photograph and oh, oh there's a cast. Would you believe it? Would you? Well, no. Well, first it? off, I don't. I've never been to New York City to there, so so I don't know what that's like. I mean, you're talking, you know, New York where we still have cows and you know places. That, I mean, we don't have people. We still have more animals than cows where we are, or more animals than people. I'm sorry, and. Um, you know, I I wouldn't believe that. No, I wouldn't. But I know that in some of the counties where I live, um, there still aren't very heavily populated. There are sightings. There are things like that um, in New York State. Um, I do think that the majority of the sightings and stuff are western part of the United States. I mean, there's, you know, all those other big states that haven't right. been explored, you know, with, with forest and land and uh, conservation. Um, right. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, look at Montana. I mean, holy crap, Montana is like gorgeous, and it's if you know you take the most like untouched place in the United States, the untouched by man, and and that's where you'll find some of those things. That's what I believe. You'll find something that we've never found yes. before. Right. And there might be other things out there too that we don't know yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, Nick, you gotta be, you gotta be prepared for the impossible. Well, you know what? That's that's the whole thing with the paranormal. We we what we do as investigators, paranormal investigators, we cover all of that. Like with you, it's a Bigfoot thing. Like you're you're a Bigfoot media personality, is what you told me that you are. You're a Bigfoot guy, and you know there is that separation. Okay, but. For us in the paranormal field itself that are real paranormal investigators, we investigate all of that stuff. It's not just one thing. So for like myself, I've been on Bigfoot excursions. I've been out there trying to find Bigfoot when, when footprints were found and stuff like that in New York State. I know that Mike Ann, my buddy that's watching, he's, you know, him and I both are a part of Squatch Detective with Steve Culls. And we're, that's what we do. We don't limit ourselves to, to one like little genre of you know, the paranormal, I guess is the best way to put it, or creature or whatever. Uh, Matt Craft, then white horned deer in Letchworth Park, so I hear. Hmm. So, yeah, there is, hmm. um, there is some white horned deer in Letchworth State Park, so that's another one that's, you know, you don't see it, but you hear it. I mean, there's, it's like, you know, here's a, here's a, little, th- here's a little thought of mine, and bear with me. We know that in certain areas, that you hear wolves howling at night, but doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily see them, but you know they're out there. You just know it. Mm-hmm. So I think some people are thinking the same way about Bigfoot: is that they hear these noises, so couldn't they exist? Yeah, I can't explain them. If they, yeah, couldn't they exist? Okay, we hear them, but we don't see them. Well, look at the wolf. You the you know it's out there. You you don't see them. Mm-hmm. And do you believe? And do you believe? I mean, when I was in Alabama, there was a black panther there. In a garbage dumpster. I've never seen one in my life. These wow. people were telling me, hey, you know what? There's big cats out here and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Till I saw one. Wow. You know? Right. So, I mean, it could be. I, 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 I'm not a believer and I'm not a disbeliever yeah. in Bigfoot. I believe that with everything that we do today in this society, we still send people to to the moon. We still go out there to research the stars. We still go to the bottom of the sea to discover new, you know, species mm-hmm. of fish. We do all that stuff. Why? We just can't say that it doesn't exist. Correct. We just can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, now my producer's looking yeah. at me and giving me a face. John, Big John is giving me a face over here. Giving me, he's, a, he's a strict non-believer of Bigfoot. He does not believe in it whatsoever. He's giving me the look. How can you say He's a very a- smart man. <laughs> So wait a minute. Now, now I'm going to put you on the spot because you said that it's a possibility that it exists. You like the thought right. of Bigfoot. But, but he's also a very smart man for not thinking Bigfoot's real because he can go about his life in a normal routine without having people show up at his doorstep <laughs> hating on him because he has a personal opinion or belief about Bigfoot. He can go to work right now and not have someone show up at his work and say, hey, you're a jerk for thinking Bigfoot's psychanthropithecus. I had my speak. Bigfoot told me he's here to save mankind. You know, he, he, God bless your producer, you know. Amen. You know, the drama. He's not a part of it. He's 
you know, not subjected to the insanity that's out there. I have people every day sending me photos, blob squatches, and things that are definitely pareidolia. It's not Bigfoot, but they believe it is. And I'm like, thanks for sharing. You know, it's just, does your producer have that happen to him? No. So, yeah, he's very smart. <laughs> if I had known six years ago when I became public with my uh, search for Bigfoot and me being who I am, I would not have put my full name out there. I would have been like, you know, Teddy. I would not because it's been overwhelming. People Googling me and searching me and talking about me in their Facebook groups and how much money does Richter make and what's his day job and, you know, his, oh, his parents just died and how much money did he inherit from his parents. People are actually – that's what big footers do online because there's no creature to study, so therefore they study each other. And that's – yeah, so that's why I'm saying your producer is a very smart man. Mm-hmm. I you understand? Either. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. in the closet, people. If you're going to be a Bigfoot researcher, don't go online. Don't make a name for yourself, unless you're an attention whore like me. If you want to study the subject, <laughs> be a lurker. Keep quiet. Don't let people know who you are. And if you think you've got Bigfoot on your property, don't tell anyone. Document everything you have and keep quiet. People <laughs> just telling you. You don't want people showing up on your desktop because people like i told you guys it's a callback it's all belief based right. it's all belief based mm-hmm. and people right. take their beliefs seriously so you know just oh my gosh if i knew then what i know now it would have been a lot different my name would have been teddy <laughs> wow thanks richter <laughs> yeah and i investigate paranormal and i do a show called paris talk radio oh yeah <laughs> Be anonymous. All right, well, that's my advice. Yeah. Be anonymous. Well, I know I I know that you have to go to work. So if there's if there's anything that you want to say, um, get it off your chest right now because I know you have to leave. Uh, anything to say? Get it off my chest. Um, about I Bigfoot. Want more people out there. Yes. <laughs> I want more people <laughs> to enjoy the subject matter. And evaluate everything equally. And don't be closed-minded. Though I'm considered an enemy of the woo because I'm science-based, I acknowledge the fact that because there's no body of a Sasquatch for us to derive any theories from, their opinion about what Bigfoot is is no better than mine. Granted, granted, I live in a real world. And if I were to suddenly come down with a horrible disease, I will go to the doctor and the hospital to hopefully take care of the problem. I won't be praying to the psychic Sasquatch to heal me. That's where the problem with the belief system of Bigfoot comes. Right. That's where it has to be nipped in the bud. Bigfoot is not your deity. It's not your God. It's not your spiritual guide. What do you call it? Your spirit guide. No. If it's real, which I think it is real, it's none of those. It's a creature trying to survive on our complicated planet. And we're not making it any better for it by deforestation. So if it's real, enjoy the subject. Look for it. Just be smart about it. Turn off your beliefs and turn on your mind. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want people to see. You know, Teddy, you can lead a horse to water, but you're not going to make it drink it. Yeah. And that's what frustrates me. That's what frustrates me. So. I hear you. I hear you. Don't try to anger too many of your fans, your listeners. So, you know, I'm hoping that I don't get any people protesting or, you know, trying to lynch mob me in the streets with pitchforks and torches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a plan to get you back on where you have more time to spend with us. Um, somehow we'll have to do that. Um, All right, good, definitely. I, yeah, I, I know our, our It was nice meeting you, Charlene. It was nice meeting you, Ethan. Nice meeting you too. <laughs> have a good night. Enjoy work. Back to gonna be here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah, well, thank you again, Richter, for joining us. It was it was a pleasure having you here with us. Oh, thank you, Teddy. You're awesome. And your listeners are awesome, and just keep the hope alive. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, sir. Thank you. All right. Goodbye, all right. Bye, Richter. Um, amazing guy. Energy. Um, he is just so passionate about it all, but he makes perfect sense about all the stuff that he's talking about. Yes. And who knew that Bigfoot had the Bigfoot community had that much drama? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you would think that some of these other, you know, organizations, I mean, I know in the paranormal there's, there's drama, but yeah. nothing, nothing like that. That's like, wow. That <laughs> kind of reminds me of an episode on bad. TV. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy nuts. So I don't know, guys, that that's. We're Richter is amazing. Yeah. He's got the knowledge. He's out there. He's one of these guys that, that he's dealing with, you know, He's very passionate about Bob Gimlin and all, and the actual film that, that was taken 50 years ago. And he's he did say that he does believe that it's out there mm-hmm. in some cases, and and I think that's that's awesome. Um, I do feel bad for him too because he does get a lot of ridicule, but he yeah. set himself up for that because he is a personality. Correct. In the media for Bigfoot, he put himself mm-hmm. out there and he started his shows um, off the Richter, mm-hmm. and you know he went right out there and he attacked some of these other people because of hey they're frauds and blah 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 and you know when you're out there doing that it's um, target yeah remember that what was that show that was on TV with Down uh, Downey. Do you remember what I'm talking about? God, uh, he always smoked on stage, older guy. Um, Morton Downey. Does that make sense? He always brought in like these different characters, and it was all about the hype and the drama, and they'd get people going, and they'd have fights on stage and all that other stuff. And almost like <laughs> almost like Jerry Springer. I think it was just before Jerry Springer, but, but that's think. what, you know... Um, that's that's what gets me. Now, some of you guys, I'm watching your posts here. Um, they don't know if they whether they believe in Bigfoot or not. Um, Bigfoot is a spiritual, a spirit animal, or what if he's whatever. interdimensional? I have a really hard time with that. Interdimensional? Yeah. What about things that things that like come in and go out? <laughs> Are we really going to do this? Well, well, in my experience, right? There, like for instance, okay, they're sitting right there. You right. Turn around, you look away. Something takes it. What happens when they take it? Does it physically move, or does it pop out of the dimension? And then when you look back, and it's over here, how did it get there? Did it physically get there, or did it go through a dimension to get there? Right. It's a good question. Because there's dimensions all around us, so like. How easy is it for them to step in and step out? And just because we don't think that way or our minds can't comprehend that doesn't mean that it's not there. Right. And that's kind of like the Bigfoot and kind yeah. of like everything else. Um, 
it's one of those things. Well, people say all the time, ghosts and everything else. I mean, Mothman, uh, what was one of them recently that they thought was interdimensional? Um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was the, the, either the, the Slender Man or something like that. Oh. They thought he was interdimensional where he could just yeah. leave one area and pop in and go somewhere else or whatever. But yeah. same with alien cold. life. I mean, alien life could be the same way. I yeah. mean, we, we don't know. Um, I don't know enough about all of that stuff to be mm-hmm. honest with you, you know, and, and most of the stuff when it comes to this, whether it be, Hey, what happened to our picture, mister? Um, whether it be Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, so on and so forth, we just don't have the information and, and mm-hmm. we don't have knowledge. There's not enough out there for us to even, mm-hmm. you know, as well as I do, it's all, all uh, the best guess that we can come up with. Yeah. Especially you know, with if any you haven't experienced it. Right. Right. I mean, it's, Cause you know, experience is what validates it to you. Right. And if you don't have that experience, it's very hard to validate that. Right. Right. Well, and, and well, there, there's it's there's a ton of people out there that don't know how to meditate or have astral projection or mm-hmm. any any of this other stuff. Past life regression. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when they die, they go somewhere else and then they come back and they remember it all. All this stuff is just, to be honest, with you, I'm not trying to be devil's advocate here, but. That's all just stories. We don't really know. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't have the proof. But that's what I want, though. When you're, when you're a paranormal investigator, you want the proof. And that's, mm-hmm. that's why I always have to stay right on that border of skeptical and a believer. You know, you have to. Um, mm. well, I don't know what else there is. Uh, let's see. Lance, uh, I like... What is this? Doesn't make sense, dude. Uh, I like top. Oh, I like to think Bigfoot did exist at one time, and that, like the Great Flood, an almost a uni- universal story, it is now a cultural memory. Perhaps Homo Neanderthalism or Home. God, I can't get to the whole thing. It won't let me see it. Oh, there we go. The Homo Neanderthal. I can't say this. Neanderthalism, religious or Home. <laughs> whatever that exists right <laughs> alongside of homes, homo sapiens. So he liked to believe that Bigfoot did exist at some point, but doesn't exist anymore that it's died off. And that's, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, what would explain is the lack of forensic evidence. And that's true. Veronica, that's, that's definitely true. Um, maybe it's residual of the past animal part human that lived many years ago. Just a thought, you know, these are just, random thoughts but that's how yeah even the basic scientists when they started discovering certain things and mm-hmm. it's like well what if it was this let's try this let's try that i mean and that's how it happened you know so you, have to have a hypothesis. you do have to have a hypothesis um what about all these supposed dead bigfoot babies being found that was all farce that was all a <laughs> fake fake news fake fake news um so i wouldn't I, the reason that we bring people like Richter Riolo on here or Cliff Berkman or Bobo is so that not only can I learn a little more about what's being said or done out there in the Bigfoot world, but also for you guys. And I think the more that we have guests like this, the more that we'll all learn. I mean, you can turn on YouTube at any given time and type in Bigfoot and come up with something really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, um, same with demons, you mm-hmm. know, same with, you know, ghosts or aliens or whatever. 
just remember, folks, that it's just YouTube is like TV. It's made for YouTube. It's made for TV. It's not all of it's going to be 100 percent true. But I'm also going to say on the backside of that is that we know even with nursery rhymes or child stories, there's always a bit of truth. It's just figuring out what it is. So keep in mind that if you're doing any of this research and you really want to know, take what you can out of it, but don't believe it to 100 percent. Just don't do that. Um, that would be very, very bad. Uh, you'll wind up crazy like Richter Riolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, just picking on you, Richter. Um, let's see if we can go back here with a couple of these. Well, what I did want to do was, because we didn't get a chance, when I haven't heard back from, I know Michelle's been really busy and drained, but um, with some stuff. Last week we started a segment right in the beginning of the show. Um, Chanel Fletcher. Bigfoot has the ability to travel... What better way to hide than is to move? Much to northern, the northern half of the U.S. northern half of the U.S. and large parts of Canada are not completely explored. That's true. Mm-hmm. So when we talked to Cliff Barrickman, he said that it is possible that they move from one area to another, not like migration or anything like that, but just you know they moved around. You know, and uh, you kind of believe in some of that because you want to believe that if they're out there, they're they're not stuck in one area. I mean, I don't know. I like the thought of believing that Bigfoot is real, but at the same time, the way that the the human race is growing in population and we just keep, you know, taking up the land. Yeah. Eventually, if eventually we won't have the answer. Eventually we will because we will have this whole world populated with us and it won't be, there won't be anything left. Nope. No, we won't. Won't. You don't think so? That will not happen. Why is that? Because we are destined for a great purge. You think so? Absolutely. Look at it historically. It happens. Shaking fleas off. Yeah, and the Earth is going to shed us like fleas. Agree. Like they did the dinosaurs. Like balance. Or, or we'll have some other pandemic, some other situation. Yin and yang. It'll Mm -hmm. happen. We will we will purge ourselves one way or another. I don't think it's going to be nuclear war or anything. It'll be something very very small that's able to take us completely apart. We're a very fragile thing. Humans. Biology is the best way to do it. I mean, right. that's and I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be another black plague. Yeah. 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 It'll be not the plague, obviously, but something similar. Right. It will take us apart. That's a, that's that's definitely possible, you know. Um, it's crazy to think, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I with these those people that I were talking to earlier on um, Paranormal Punch, um, they asked me the question about, um, you know, where have we come with the paranormal and, and what do I think and so on and so forth. And it's like, I know that my generation is not the generation to discover whether ghosts are real or not. Mm-hmm. It'll be several generations away if that yeah. even ever happens. Because we can't capture a ghost and find out what it's made of. I think at some point science will catch up and validate it. At yeah. some point. Um, Matt was saying, you guys have covered this earlier, but it's the evidence of more mortality. Where do the dead go? Uh, there's myths of them burying their dead. It seems like just a gap in the whole thing. That's true. I mean, they're... 
everything that people are saying is exactly what Richter was saying is everybody has a thought, everybody has an opinion mm-hmm. and, and it's true. You know, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. That's why like in the paranormal field, there's no experts because everybody does have that opinion. Everybody has that thought and there's not enough evidence to back up either side. Right? The people that have experienced it and have seen it, those like what types of people are they? Are they people that have already believed in supernatural? Are they people who have, you know, don't believe in it at all? Like, are they susceptible to it? Are they more open-minded? Are they schizophrenic? Are they, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. honestly, do absolutely. they have a disease that can that makes them see things? Do they have, or to believe something? Is it their religious belief? Is it their, there's mm-hmm. just so many questions out there, yeah. you know? So why do you believe? And then they tell you a story. Well, there's more to that story. Mm-hmm. You have to break that story down and then ask them other questions and then go from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I wanted to, um, let me see if I can find it. I wanted to go over a, um, quick, I found some paranormal news like we did last week and I wanted to go over it and I'm going to see if I can find it here. Um, it's just amazing that the stuff that you find on the internet about, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's, there is so much out there and, um, I, I basically, Basically, just search. I just went to the top. In fact, that's probably what I'm going to have to do is I I went to the top and I put in um, the paranormal news to see what was um, was hot. Yeah. What was (laughs) what was going on? And, you know, there's so many things out there. Last week, we we, a a woman divorced her husband and married a 16th century ghost. And then there was another lady that was basically horned around with. 20 or 30 different ghosts and she, you know, it's just like you're like, what? Right? I mean, There's books on that. Uh, no, I'm sure. I mean, well, the basics. Let's start, let's start way back when, when the sailors, I mean, sailors and these people way back in, in the day, I mean, they believed in the siren. They believed in um, a succubus, the incubus, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I mean, okay, so if they're really being... Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're really physically being attacked by this, you know, Mm -hmm. um, one of the most famous movies of all time, um, which I can't, for some reason, I'm, it's escaping me. Um, she was haunted by her father. Her father molested her even after he died. Hmm. And I'm trying to remember the movie now. Um, What Chanel? What what question am I supposed to be rereading? Um, they recently ha- happened. They found a new Mayan village in South America. Hmm. That's cool. Um, God, for some reason that movie is freaking escape. I can't remember what it was now. Um, of course I will remember it afterwards, guaranteed. Um, not the, the Exorcist. What was it? The Entity, the movie The Entity. Did you ever see that? I haven't seen that. Yeah, she, um, her and her kids lived in a house, and she was being molested by a spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it carried on for years and years and years. In fact, it was all based on a true story. Um, 
let me see. Maybe I can find that for us and we can go over that. Um, it was a 1982 film. Um, Barbara Hershey actually played the woman. Um, single mother, Carla Moran, um, is raped and attacked by an invisible force. She begins therapy with Dr. Phil Snyderman, a uh, psychiatrist who believes Carla's traumatic past is motivating her to commit self-induced injuries rather than anything supernatural. When the attack continues, Carla invites two college students with an interest in the paranormal to visit her, visit her house. After seeing the ghost in action, they agreed to help Carla defeat her invisible attacker. This was all based on true story. True story. All right. And, and um, I believe Duke University was directly involved with us. Interesting. So, um, but it's called The Entity. Um, it was, uh, it says here, uh, American Horror Story Film Sydney, Fury written, blah, 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 blah. Um, it was all based on a true story. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, but we know that, um, like I said earlier with, fairy tales and books and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that there's a, there's a, an ounce of truth in all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the Bible, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big believer in any of that, you know, in the Bible, but I do believe that in that, um, there is some truth in, in that period, Absolutely. you know, so, um, it's very, very interesting. So why don't you, Mr. John, give us a break and, run our commercials for us real quick and then we'll come back and chat some more hang hang tight guys Digital Ink Art is a local company that specializes in screen printing, heat transfers, logos, vehicle graphics, and stickers. They are located in (laughs) Albion, New York, between Rochester and Buffalo, and they make it real easy for anyone to get their brand printed. The website, digitalinkarts.com, is undergoing a new look, but you can still contact them on Facebook or by calling 585-200-2400. So don't forget, digitalinkarts.com. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has captivated you with their true reports of the strange and unknown. But things just got better. Join host Todd Bates Sunday nights, 6, 5 Central, for Fate Radio. We bring you the best interviews, stories, and most of all, bring these true reports of the strange and unknown to life. Fate Radio with Todd Bates, Sunday nights, 6, 5 Central, at FateMagRadio.com. VillageRadio.net, 80s and 90s hits, plenty of local info and high school sports, broadcast and scoreboard reports. VillageRadio.net, hometown info, hometown sports. Hilton, New York's greatest hits. Check out VillageRadio.net. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more commercial. Hang tight. Settled in eighteen oh one, built in eighteen fifty eight. The haunted Virgin House sits on a four hundred million year old swamp. It was one of the last areas where the native people were removed in 1805. It's 
been said when you place a foot on the property, you can feel the energy surround you. Shadows and figures of a man and children. Voices from disembodied figures. Stories of hangings and drownings. Book your investigation now. HauntedVirginHouse.com Alright guys, so you know, this was just brought up um, and it, it's very cool. We actually looked it up real quick and um, um, <laughs> Matt, he's got it just falls in the same category as mayonnaise or wet suits. This will always fail to the majestic interpretation of the mind. That's what makes it so fascinating and fun. My husband. <laughs> Your husband. My husband. <laughs> okay, so um, six hours ago, uh, um, uh, CBS News posted um, something very cool. So we're just gonna. I'm gonna read through this for you. It says archaeologists are using high-tech mapping technology to virtually unearth a massive network of Mayan ruins hidden for centuries in the thick jungle of Guatemala report CBS News. Um, Albert Lin is an engineer and National Geographic explorer who worked on a intelligence special about, about the breakthrough. Um, quote, unquote, he says, we have this um, augmented reality platform built based off this LIDAR data. So whatever that is. And it says <laughs> there's a massive temple um, just around the corner. Lin says, this is special, referring to a light uh, detection and ranging uh, the technology used to uncover the ruins. All oh, it gives you the chills up your back. So it's it's very cool that they, they had discovered. Uh, the uncovered landscape includes previously unknown cities and more than 60,000 interconnected structures, included houses, farms, highways, and even pyramids. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah, um, scientists and archaeologists discovered the ancient ruins by shooting lasers down from a plane to penetrate the dense jungle. This is wow. this is just amazing. Um, so could Bigfoot be real? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, Marian Hernandez is president of uh, Pucanam, the Guatemalan nonprofit that started the project to uncover more of the Mayan civilization. This will pro- provide empirical proof of the sophistication and complexity of their s- settlement system. Um, this is just amazing information. So I, if you guys want to um, Google, um, what I did was I just Googled um, Mayan um, ruins, CBS News, and you'll be able to find it. Now, in, in, and you might ask, why is this important to uh, a paranormal investigator? Well, stuff like this, any history whatsoever is important to us. And now, I mean, you can get in there. And yes, Matt, it does sound incredible. It, it, if we can get in there and discover, maybe they have some history, some books, some writing, so, so something. Yeah, advanced. They were very advanced for, for that time. Absolutely. And they may have something there that can lead us to so many other Mathematics things. Mathematics. Yeah. We can't even yeah. comprehend. Right. Amazing. You know what? And this is really weird. It just hit me what John was saying about something that to come and you know, wipe us out. Uh-huh. What if they get in there and there's some type of disease? Because they still say that mines disappeared for some reason. Yes, they did. Well, yeah. could it, with could this it, discovery... Could it have the, been biological? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But what's the chance? I mean, isn't there a, a slim chance or a chance that they could get in there and start doing this think, stuff and come up with a biological... I think the thing is with them disappearing is that they can't find their bodies. Well, that's true. They didn't find their bodies? No. No. And this here... Uh, 
reads that previous assessments estimated just one to two million people lived in the Mayan lowlands. Well, researchers now believe that there's as many as 20 million people lived in this area. Wow. That's crazy. So, but yeah. they're not the only civilization that has so-and-so disappeared. Right. Yeah, yeah. Especially being a highly advanced civilization. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, and all I was thinking with all that before is just like the just the being a paranormal investigator, the the, the history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer that in, in any type of study, especially in the paranormal, you have to do what's your research there? with the history. What's there? What's in their temples, like what's in there? Are I there mean, books? Are there articles? Yeah, I mean, I remember reading and 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 watching all the old films when they discovered. Uh, King Tut's tomb. I remember. Skulls. Are there any skulls in there? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was so excited about all that. It was it Absolutely. was a a great, you know, um, discovery. So you have to think on this too. Um, Chanel says no skeletons have been found inside any of their temples, unlike the Egyptians. Yeah, and that's we just more or less said that. But yeah, that's true. I mean, you have to think what happened to them. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's still that theory that we came from alien life, that they place here, and maybe they came back and said, hey, the mines are too smart. Let's yeah, get them out of here. Absolutely. Let's suck them back They're up in their little planes and UFOs yeah. and take them away. They don't deserve the wrath of the rest of the population. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your husband's like, they left. <laughs> Elvis has left the building. Um, but, yeah, it just – Maybe they had some insight on what the world was going to become, and they just said, "You know what? I don't want to. I don't want and to be know, here." They have more calendars, and their calendars are more precise than even ours. And well, you right. should look at those calendars. They have hundreds of them. Well, yeah, because our calendars we know because they didn't take an account for leap years, so our calendars actually off. wobble. Yeah, they wobble. Yeah. So, you know, people out there go, oh, the calendar is right. This is what day it is. You watch your moon phases. Do it that way than mm-hmm. any way other way. So we all know that it's behind. You know, the, yeah. our calendar is behind. Yeah. But the Mayans, you're right. They, they were very strict mm-hmm. in their calendars. They knew exactly what was good. They were fascinating the way so their calendars innovative. Were. Fascinating. And this great big wheel. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, I loved Egyptology. I I loved mm-hmm. the Egyptians. I I all of the stories. Oh, and I the, love them all. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but you know the Mayans. This is this is cool. This is yeah. very exciting. You know, it's like mm. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got the chills. <laughs> now what what are they gonna find? I mean, yeah. that's the biggest thing. You know, what could they find? They could find anything, but. Again, let's look at what John said. Is he a biological agent that comes and wipes us out or pop part of the population? Listening to something the other day or reading or something about, you know, permafrost and the melting of the glaciers and the ice and that that melting held basically, you know, sickness and it could hold the black plague in it. And what if that comes back as it goes into our water streams and melts in and like that absolutely yeah, there there's a lot of things. We, it, it, our our world is very fragile, mm-hmm. you know, and we are very fragile. And it, it's true that the amount of stuff that the human race has done to this this planet is just devastating. devastating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Great minds think alike. Yep. So, yeah, so, you know, you have to stop and think what's next for the human race and what are we going to do to the earth? Yeah. You know? Um, how are you going to become more enlightened and more, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, purposeful. nuclear war is definitely a possibility. I mean, I'm not saying right. it's not going to happen, but it can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know what one nuclear blast does to. Yeah. I'm hoping the aliens come and wipe out our nukes. <laughs> that's a good idea. Right. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. your husband, that's right. The, the permafrost held pathogen, pathogens. Yeah. Yep. That's true. You know, it's amazing, people, that... You know, we're sitting here on a radio show and we're talking about this stuff, but this is reality. This stuff is really happening. Mm-hmm. This stuff is all a possibility in the world that we live today. And even though we sit here and we enjoy talking to people like Rick DiRiolo um, and listening to um, the drama that happens in that you know area, um, it's happening in another part of the world exactly the same mm-hmm. way there's other stuff going on and and just six hours ago finding you know well six hours ago the news broke that they found a mayan civilization mm-hmm. i mean that's ripple yeah that ripple effect it's just, just it's it's freaking awesome yeah um i i the, the news that's what i was doing the the news was i found a, a video and um the gentleman had discovered he had outside surveillance cameras Okay, and um, he had him on his house, and apparently he had discovered that there was something in his tree line um, that would come out late at night and take things and then go back into the tree line. And so he purposely placed certain cameras to watch it, um, went out during the day, um, hiked the area to find out what was actually in that tree line and stuff like that, and he said it's just a wooded area. There's nothing else there. There's no reason for certain things. Apparently, what he found was a set of lights. And these lights, every night, they would, like in a certain pattern, would come out hmm. from this and then go back in. And, and they would, yeah. And so he has been recording these for several weeks now. Mm-hmm. And um, he's um, putting a title on it. He's, he's saying it's alien. Interesting. And, um, but all he has as in proof is his video, so that's making headlines right now. So um, I don't know. We'll see what, what happens. Is, well, I mean, what are they taking? Uh, he didn't actually say specifically what they were taking. He was just saying that it was weird that these lights would come you know, out. Mm-hmm. But it, it was almost like they were aware that the cameras were there. Yes. Now, if yeah. you know infrared camera, especially outside security cameras, when it's dark, yes, it can see you, but you can see it because it has those red lights. Yeah. So if sensitive enough to see those red lights, then maybe it's mm-hmm. it's aware of it. I mean, you know, whatever the case may be. But here's the other thought: if this whatever it is is coming to the the line and seeing this stuff, why is it doing repetitively over days? Why didn't it just okay? Here it is. Oh, there's a camera there. Turn around and go somewhere else. Maybe it why depends is it on still, what it's taking. That's true. I mean, he did put Maybe food out for stunning. it. Is he sleeping, like, when this is happening? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is at night and he's sleeping. I mean, he was putting food out for it. Did uh, he have a figure? Not that you saw. All you saw was these, it was weird. It was kind of like the lights were in, like, an F pattern. Like, it would go up a line and then come over to make the F. I mean, it was really strange. Um, I watched the video. I'll have to send you a link to it. Yeah, you can watch do. it. 
And uh, he said he was putting food out for it, and he wanted to capture it. Did it take the food? Um, I'm guessing so. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I, I found it to be interesting, you know. Hmm. Um, but that's, there's a lot of things like that. So many experiences that people have that can yeah, be validated, and, and, but they're there. You know, there's uh, well the amount you, of stuff that has happened to me oh, is unbelievable. Well, yeah, you've you've had a lot of stuff happen. I mean, um, I have to say, when people come to my house and they talk to me, and they're like, "You are gonna think I'm crazy," and I have to be like, "Crazy is a relative term in my house because <laughs> I don't think he can top it." <laughs> so bring it. Right, right. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that happen to people all the yeah. time. You know, um, and you have lived through some really horrific things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to see if I could find that damn thing. Um, you with all let's let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's, if you don't mind talking. Sure. About, um, you and I have discussed a few times about um, people that call that need help. Say they've got something going on in their house. Uh huh. That's pretty negative. Yes. Um. You're, let's kind of catch people up. You're a witch. Yes, I am. I'm a ordained kin high priestess. Yep. And you're, trained. Uh-huh. you're also a sensitive. Yep. I um, got into that due to sensitivity after a car accident to spirits and otherworldly things. Mm-hmm. Um, that it became very overwhelming and I eventually found a school that know was able to help me control it um so that it really didn't scare me as much mm-hmm. so i had to learn magic to protect myself and right. to pretty much build a gate around me so that things couldn't come in and my teacher always explained it as it's like a moth to a light and now after that car accident opening up part of me it will always be that way right and so I learned, I chose to learn magic right. and to learn how to do that. And now after the experiences that I've been through, um, I feel like it's my purpose to help other people like that, right. that are where I have been because it's scary and, you know, you don't know what to do. Right. And it's a spiritual thing too. Correct. I mean, it's yeah. very, very spiritual. And I can tell you with the people that don't have a belief system, Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to protect themselves and stuff like that, if at all possible. And um, I know through experience myself mm-hmm. that um, you have to be able to put up a wall. You have to be able to surround yourself mm-hmm. with protection. And, you know, as a kid, I mean, you constantly heard things like, oh, well, well, the, carry the evil eye with you, you know, uh, carry, carry um, a rabbit's foot for law, carry a, some of the old, yeah. you know, um, superstition. superstition. Yep. And, and um, that started from way back when, and that's mm-hmm. because they spiritually believed in all this stuff that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And in today's society, we have lost a lot of spirituality. I mean, think about where the church is right now. Yeah. No matter what, the religious, the, the church itself is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, they're losing followers and believers, like by the shitloads. I mean, people are. It's not as religiously strict anymore. Mm-hmm. 
they're going to other paths. They're Absolutely. going to other religions. And, and maybe make more sense. Yeah, yeah. They they wanted proof, and I guess you, uh-huh. you can find more proof in in um, these other belief systems than uh-huh. you know, where it is. I mean, we know, we've discussed this before, that Wicca is, uh, and witchcraft is a, well, Wicca is shit. There's a separation of certain things, but Wicca itself is a, it's a, um, it's a, a science, a religion, and a faith, and so on and so forth down the line. It's a science. It's, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that if you've had a hell of a time with um, the other basic religions that everyone was raised with, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to reach outside your mm-hmm. areas to find something else that you could believe in. Yeah. You know, Eastern philosophy, it was huge for the longest time, and mm-hmm. it's still very important. And one of the best things about Wicca is that you can take whatever you want. You sure can. You know, and make it yours. Yep. And you never, because of that, like, you never have the right to discredit anybody else's belief. Right. Right. You don't own that right. Well, you're going to sin and go to hell. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hell, they threw me back. I feel like hell is here. That was always my belief is that... um, Hell isn't this like place. It's, it's like you know what this is. This is my hell right here I'm because this is where you decide whether you're gonna succeed or Correct. fail. Are you going to perish or are you going to thrive? Are you going to be stuck on the dark side or can you, you know, persuade, persevere, and end up on the light side? Right. And right. And I mean the the depths of the darkness that you can experience here is. So much worse than what you can, yeah, it's so much worse than than, what you can even imagine. Yeah. And, you know, here's another thought, and this is literal to me, is that if you choose to go to the light side, and Mm -hmm. you will never die because the information that you pass on to these other people always lives. So, in Mm -hmm. a sense, you always live. Absolutely. And um, it's eternal. I think that is part of the key, too, is that you are immortal. Exactly. So, there's so much out there with um, pagan faith is mm-hmm. so much different than uh, a man-made um, religion to, um, well, let's just say it, plain and simple. Back then, the reason that you followed their faith is because they scared you into it. It was Because they were going to kill you. That's right. Yeah. They were going to take your property. They were going to kill you. They were going to take your money. Mm-hmm. And if you did not do this. Correct. So you had no other choice. Yeah, you had no choice. But now in this day and age, we have the freedom to choose. Yeah. Um, that's the same with my life and I love it. Mm-hmm. I have the freedom of to choose whether I want to be with a male or a female and I love it. Mm-hmm. So um the the more the merrier, yeah. the happier. Um this world needs more of that um hey, Being peace and love. Judging, peace and love. love. Yeah. No drama. Let's break out the <laughs> Volkswagen vans and paint them all up with flowers and peace symbols and I'm just joking. Uh-oh, yeah. he's going to say it. Yeah. That's been done before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a whole decade dedicated to that. I know. I missed that decade. Some of us should have lived in that decade. I think I did live in that decade. <laughs> well, Especially the 70s. Yeah, well, I was the 60s and 70s, you know, but you know, I, I don't remember much. I remember the awful pants, you know, the mm. very wide bell-bottom pants. I love those pants. Do you? Yeah. Corduroy. <laughs> Oh, I hated corduroy. I don't like corduroy. Corduroy pants sucked. Um, Not if you like fucking people. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, your husband, could not agree more. Free jello and love for all. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like an awesome guy. 
Um, it, it's just a me. they're behind their husbands in order to even get through and it's like yeah. it's so different like, yeah and what is it the the they had to wear the shawl and uh-huh. the, keep their face covered yeah um the other civilizations where um um where the the men were you know yes they were the, the hierarchy but they could have three or four wives and you know you had to Mm-hmm. Um, give them a male heir, and there was so yeah. many things that happened. I mean, there's just yeah. so many different cultures and lifestyles out there that you, for us as Americans, we're like, yeah, really? I and mean, that sucks. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't want to live in nope. like that. No way. I mean, and um, that's the same as um, the gay people in in different countries being slaughtered and yeah. killed, and for for months they were beheading them all on oh on God. YouTube. You would actually you could actually dig up a YouTube and see this guy beheaded because he was gay. And it's like oh that's my God. you know what kills me is most of the stuff that's happening today with the, those countries is is where we are told that Jesus came from. Yeah, with monotheistic monotheistic views. Mm-hmm. That this not is, held accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. So think about that, folks. Just think about that for a second. You know, so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Chanel and Fletcher is like it's like being a Mormon. They have a different lifestyle. They really mm-hmm. do yep. um, in our own country. And um, but I still stick by this simple little thing that the reason that we are the way we are is because we took on freedom. We decided that when we opened those doors, it didn't matter who you were or what yeah. you believed or what you wanted in life. Freedom. Come here. Mm-hmm. We offer you freedom to be yourself. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. There are still a lot of things happening. that Every yeah. year, something is taken away from us. Correct. Yeah. It's manipulated and twisted. Oh, yeah. And- oh, yeah. That's happening. But... It is what it is. I mean, there's not much we can do about it. But now that we're off the top, just the paranormal, and everybody else is clicking off their their uh, Facebook <laughs> thing now. So, um, you know, next week, um, I believe, is the GVPI um, roundtable, I believe. Let me just double check. But that's going to be a fun show. And... Um, I got confirmation from Cliff Berrickman from Finding Bigfoot. He is coming back, so we're going to have him back on the show, which is awesome. Um, and it seems like tonight, everybody, this is our first show on uh, AHAM on Blog Talk Radio. This was our, our very first show with them, uh, the new network. And um, we were able to keep everything the same. In fact, uh, awesome. You know, we just have to be a little – I have to be a little more prepared to get – things going here a little faster but um it worked yeah i mean we didn't get knocked off we didn't um it seems like everything is is good you know so we're going to continue where we are and um hopefully everybody has enjoyed the show tonight and um thank you henry may subscribe to your channel youtube no less 
Oh, nice. That's very cool. Um, so we're just going to continue on what we're doing. And from what I understand is that you're going to be able to find us. I have to figure out how to do the editing on the show tonight. Yet yeah, I still haven't figured that out. But they're going to be able to find us on iTunes, I guess, now. Cool. And um, other certain outlets, which is really cool. And, of course, you'll always find us on our own YouTube page, um, which if you just put in Paratalk Radio, that will come up. And you'll be able to see this episode there um, hopefully by Thursday. Um, and that would be awesome. And um, we just got to get people used to where we are in our new home, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, we should be good to go. So, yes, um, next Monday we have the, um, the GVPI members. We're doing a paranormal roundtable with them. Um, and that way you guys are able to call in, and we will be giving you a phone number next week um, to actually call into the show and ask your question. Um, and I will give you that uh, phone number at the beginning of the show and the middle of the show. Um, you will actually have a phone number to call in to be a guest on the show to ask your questions directly. Um, this is something new that's happening for Paratalk Radio. We didn't have that before, so it's very cool, and we have a new chat room. So make sure you save um, the new uh, blogtalkradio.com um, Paratalk Radio thing on your on your Facebook, so you always come back and join us here again uh, for next Monday. And thank you, Charlene, for joining me here tonight. You're welcome. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. I'm you so know, excited. And, and we we will we will definitely be calling you more often cool. if you want to join us because yeah. when Absolutely. Becca gets out, you know, she's uh, and Melissa can't always get here, so it's cool. nice to you know have you here. It's been great because I miss you and we didn't get to see you at the Parafest. So know. you know, but uh, up and at them. And um, that's the way it works. But everybody, thank you so much on on Facebook, on Paratalk Radio Facebook for joining us. We love you, and thank you so much for joining us. And remember, folks, wherever there's darkness, there is always delight. (laughs) You've been listening to Paranormal Talk right here on ParatalkRadio.com. Catch us again next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central. Yes. where we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you again to our sponsors and Jay Wolf. Be safe, be good, until next time. Remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. TerraTalkRadio.com Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.